Early on this month, I celebrated my seven-year anniversary of being on staff at Peachtree Christian Church. I was the associate minister for about a year and a half of that time, and then one particular day, I received a phone call. I know it was Wednesday because I had to teach Bible study in the library here Wednesday evening. The phone call came from one of the executive committee members, and they said, we want to come to your house and speak with you. I can't tell you enough how terrified that made me. At that point in time, I had very little reason to talk to the executive committee, and it all sounded very scary. So I sat in my living room pacing, waiting for them to arrive, and I then see a car pull up, and another, and another. And as I sat there, I, I noticed that they were waiting till all of them who were coming to speak with me were present, and then they got other cars, and they came in, and you know, I tried to fake my way through pleasantries. In that meeting, they said, would you be our interim senior minister? That was a big calling, especially on some idle Wednesday. I didn't expect that. But there are times in life for all of us when we're asked to do something that we maybe hadn't imagined. Certainly, maybe haven't even dreamt of the possibility. I think that's what's going on in the story, if nothing else, for Mary, who's asked to do something quite unimaginable. Before we go any further, Marcelo, can you summarize the story for us? I I think that the summary of the story is the angel Gabriel coming to Mary and telling her that she's going to bear the Son of God. That she's going to bear the Son of God. That's pretty unimaginable, wouldn't you say? Yes. That's a big job? Yes. <laughs> I think so. So you, why don't you go ahead and start with your first question for us? This story says an angel visits Mary. What is an angel and what do they do? What is an angel and what do they do? Well, in Greek, the word angel is angelos. Can you say angelos? Angelos. Congregation, can you say angelos? Now, that's just a bit of interesting information. It doesn't help us, does it? It doesn't illuminate the meaning of angel. The meaning is messenger. Do you remember when we were watching um, uh, that Disney cartoon, uh, Robin Hood? Yes. <laughs> How many of you out there have seen Robin Hood, the cartoon? It's my favorite, one of my favorite Disney bits. And... And there's a fake king, right? What, is he, what kind of animal is he? Is he a snake? No, he's like a lion. Yeah, he's like a lion. And, uh, but his snake is his buddy, right? He's always yeah, whispering in his ear. And, and, and they're walking along uh, with their royal parade, and there are these huge rhinos, and they're just boom, 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 boom. And they have these large horns when they stop somewhere, and they go, bah, 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 bah. you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you want to make that noise? <laughs> No, okay, good. <laughs> That's kind of what the role of the angels are in a lot of places in the Bible. They make a big announcement from the royal one from heaven. They make a big announcement about God, and they bring messages on behalf of God. So in this case, I believe that the angel Gabriel, who often, if you read about him, gets to give some good news, is bringing announcement and a message from God to Mary that would be for all the people. What's your next question, honey? Why does the angel say, do not be afraid? What do you think? Well, I'm not sure. Well, yesterday she told me, why wouldn't you be afraid? And I think that's a very interesting point. Why wouldn't you be afraid? I don't know, there's two ways of thinking about it, right? One way is this. We tend to tell people Jesus is, or God is my friend. God loves me. Why would a message from God be scary? Wouldn't it be gentle or maybe warming? 
On the other hand, how many of us have ever seen an angel? Have you seen an angel? No. With your own two eyes? Don't you think seeing something from heaven might boggle the imagination? Yes, I think I'd go insane. <laughs> I, certainly, I certainly hope you wouldn't go insane, but you, you might, in fact, lose the, your ability to speak for a moment because this is something that you never thought you could see or imagine. In fact, it surpasses the imagination. There's this book that was written in the early part of the last century, and it was meant to teach children about geometry. It's called Flatland. Interesting book because in it, every character is two-dimensional and flat. And then at some point in time, a three-dimensional sphere comes through Flatland. Now, imagine if your entire experience of the world were two-dimensional and flat, and then all of a sudden, a three-dimensional object came into view. Would you even have words to describe it? Uh, nothing except three-dimensional. <laughs> but they don't have even that concept yet. So the three-dimensional uh, figure is seen in dots and points and lines. My point is, I just think it would be a bit intimidating because it's beyond what we have to work when we construct our own worlds. Do you have any more questions about that? One more. One Why more? does God want Mary to bear his own son? Why does God want Mary to? As opposed to someone else? Yeah. Okay. I find that to be a very fascinating question. Why does God choose Mary? The scripture tells us that Mary found favor with God. I don't know, except for the very end part of that story, and Miss Sarah talked about it in her children's moment. Mary said, let it be. That reminds me of that Paul McCartney song, let it be. Do you know who came to tell Paul McCartney in a dream to let it be? Mother Mary. Mother Mary, yes. But we found out it's actually his own mom, Mary, not the Virgin Mary. Nevertheless, the point is really still the same. It's uh, Mary had that willing spirit to say, I will do as you ask. Yes, Lord, yes. Let it be for me. Remember we were watching Lord of the Rings the other day? Yes. I don't know if you've ever read or watched Lord of the Rings, but there's this really bad ring. And it can only be destroyed. Where can it be destroyed, Marcella? In the fires of Mount Doom. That pretty much sums up what it is. In the fires of Mount Doom. Okay. And that's a scary place to go, right? And so there's this fellowship, this council that gathers at Lord Elrond's place in Rivendell. And you have representatives of the dwarves, of the elves, of men. And does anybody want to take the ring? Um, no, except for the hobbit. No, except for the hobbit Frodo. It's the little halfling that says, here I am, I'll go and do this. It is that spirit that Mary embodies in the story. I'll do this big, scary thing because it's you asking God. And in that way, it's almost like Mary, we could say, is the very first disciple. The very first to be able to say yes to God in response to Jesus. And so Mary is a great example, is she not? Yes. Honey, do you have any more questions? Um, one more. If, like, how would you think about uh, an angel to look like? What would I think about what? How would you think an angel would look like? What do I think an angel would look like? Well, in the Bible, we hear stories about angels having wings. Sometimes they have two, sometimes six. Um, 
I think that it would be seen as very bright. And I don't think, um, I think it might look like a human person, but bright and kind of, it just about, the images are almost about the glory of God. It's almost too much to take in. But that, so basically a spirit. Yes, because angels are incorporeal creation. See, when you do a catechism with your fathers or minister, you talk about incorporeal creation, incorporeal creation. She's in for it, friends. We talked earlier this week about how angels are created, yes, but they are not physical like humans. They are spirit. And I don't know what exactly that would look like, but I suspect I'll know one if I see one. Any others? No. Well, thank you. Can you all do me a favor and, and give my daughter an applause for coming up here and asking questions? Thank you. And now let us, in the spirit of our mother, uh, mother Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, turn our hearts to God and say yes, and let's do that with prayer. Lord of all creation and redemption, we thank you for you coming to us in the person of Jesus. And like Mary, we learn to say yes to you. We say yes to you as you have invited us to your table to be fed. We say yes to you as you offer us healing for our souls. We say yes to you when you ask us to go about your business and your work. It is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.